Transportation continues to be the topic on the Carolina outdoors. We've gone from rock sores to, of course, we always like to talk a little bit about hiking and that sort of thing. It's summertime in the Carolinas, so school is out. Families are on vacation or planning vacations, and that's what we're going to talk a little bit about now on this segment of the Carolina Outdoors. Bill Barty right here, Wes Lawson right there. Man, I think it's time to get in a canoe. <laughs> it's I, hot down here. Let's get in the in the cooler waters of Canada. I, I'm all in. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to learn about the cool waters of Canada, the natural lakes that are in a place called the Algonquin Provincial Park. But by doing so, we're going to have Algonquin Outfitters, Randy Mitson, join us. We're going to find out about this part of Ontario, Canada, but also find out what's going on as far as travel restrictions from other countries, from the United States into Canada. But when we finally get those uh, boundaries and uh, open, what we can go to Algonquin and enjoy. Randy Mitson joins us from Algonquin Outfitters in Ontario, Canada. Randy, welcome. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. It's always fantastic to have you. Usually we're talking to you right in the middle of summer where families are heading your way to enjoy canoeing uh, uh, the Algonquin Lakes, the natural lakes that you have there. Uh, Scout groups, youth groups, family groups are all coming out there to paddle, but also to portage or portage, we'll find out about that pronunciation, whichever you prefer, and do some interior camping. But these days, of course, uh, the border to Canada has been closed because of the pandemic, which we are emerging from. Randy, as we bring you onto the program, uh, this holiday, we're talking to you in Canada. So thank you for being on with us during your day off and this day of Canadian celebration. What is your prognosis for getting the border opened and U.S. citizens into the provincial park? Yeah, I think we're uh, we're in pretty good shape right now with the amount of vaccinations that we've been seeing with people in the states and Canada. Um, so I'm very hopeful that we're going to see the borders open sometime this summer. When that's going to happen, it's a little bit hard to predict, but I'm I'm very very hopeful that that, that is actually going to happen. And oftentimes, we're talking about Algonquin uh, Park up there. Oftentimes, I guess it is most compared to Minnesota in the U.S. and the boundary waters to Canada. Is that the case? Is that what you would uh, compare most with uh, Algonquin to what we have here in the U.S. on the border down this way? Yeah, totally. Um, The boundary waters in the States is, uh, is probably the most comparable to it. Um, we're in central Ontario, so we're in a fairly wilderness area. Algonquin Park is uh, larger than about a third of the countries in the world, very small countries in the world. Um, so it is a very, very large area that, uh, you know, you can spend from a couple of days to several weeks exploring. Yeah, and talk to us a little bit about that, because that's where the fun begins. That's also where Algonquin Outfitters begins as well, because you not only provide insight of what's going on there in the park, but you'll also help us plan, outfit, and gear up for a successful trip, whoever it is, individuals who are coming through there paddling, or families, youth groups, scouting groups, the, the I mean, all of that and more. Can you give us a lay of the land of these natural lakes and how we build out a route of paddling 
and camping and then how we gear up? Yeah, most definitely. Um, we're This is actually our 60th anniversary this year, so we've been around for quite a while. Uh, we love helping people explore and discover Algonquin Park um, in a safe and fun way. Um, you know, you're welcome to give us a call, check out our website at OgonquinOutfitters.com or call our 1-800 number. And, uh, you know, it's a good time to start planning. We do everything from individuals all the way up to groups of 100 or more people. Uh, we see lots of U.S. scout groups and that. That's wonderful to see them. I'm really hoping that uh, we're able to welcome them back sometime this summer. Um, and we've actually had a rush on, on solo canoeing. So instead of canoeing with a whole bunch of people, um, we've actually seen a lot of people just coming by themselves. Uh, you know, the pandemic has definitely changed that a little bit. And we've actually added to our fleet canoe. So a canoe that just has one seat versus a canoe that has two or three seats in it. Um, we've probably pretty close to triple our fleet of solo canoes. And we're actually seeing people that are coming in groups even and going, hey, I, you know, I want to rent a bunch of solo canoes instead of a bunch of other canoes. Um, you know, we, we've been saying that everybody should stay two meters apart all along in the last year because of the pandemic. The nice thing is in a, in a tandem canoe, you're easily two meters apart from the, the seating positions in the canoe, too. So it's been a very popular activity in the last year. We've actually seen a lot more people discovering canoeing in Algonquin Park. And the nice thing with Algonquin is it's set up for anybody. So if you've never been canoeing before, we have guided services and little day trips and that. Um, we rent canoes that we deliver to campgrounds, so you can bring your car and go car camping and just go for a little canoe on the lake, all the way up to uh, we have multi-day backcountry wilderness canoe trips. Um, and we have, a, we have a very special route called the Meanest Link that was actually uh, developed when our founder, Bill Swift Sr., passed away, um, and it's in his memory. And the last year, we saw a lot of adventure races canceled. So we saw a lot of those adventure racing people looking for a challenge and taking up our Minas Link canoe route. It's not for the faint of heart. It is a very challenging route. Um, so if you don't have a lot of canoeing experience, we would definitely uh, recommend something else. But there's something for everybody here. So what makes that particular route so challenging? What What's going on there that has people <laughs> a, little, a little on edge? Yeah, so, uh, you know, 60 years ago when we first started, we just had one location that was kind of seasonal just in the, the summertime. We now have 12 locations. Um, about 10 of them are open in the summer now. And when, when Bill passed away, we wanted to produce something at that time that, you know, connected all of our stores. We had four stores at that point and uh, connected a lot of the routes that he really loved to paddle in a very challenging way. Um, his nickname, he, he used to be a, a lovely soul, but a little crusty sometimes. He would come on at the end of the day and tell customers to please get out of the store, that the staff want to come home, go home, and that. Um, so we wanted to, to kind of have his challenging personality to it, too. So it connects our four stores that we had at that time, Oxpung Lake, Huntsville, Brent, and Opiongo, that kind of surround Algonquin Park, in a very, very challenging route. It's 400 and trying to remember the climb, about 450 kilometers. Um, there's like 70-some-odd portages to it. And most people take, you know, 10 to 14 days to do it. But last year with all the adventure racers, we saw people trying to do it in, in seven days and less. Um, so it is a very, very challenging route. It goes through not the, the most pleasant areas. There's lots of spots where, you know, you're, you're out walking the canoe and portaging it for long hauls. 
Um, and it is a very, very long trip. He says portage. You might say portage. When you get out of the water and you've got to carry that <laughs> canoe, is that a two-person carry or is that a one-person carry? Well, we feel it's best to do with one person. So all of our canoes have what's called a yoke in the middle, which is a bar that goes across that's shaped like your shoulders. It's got a curve in it. And the canoe sits and balances on your shoulders. If you have two people carrying the canoe, you're either carrying it by hand instead of resting it on your shoulders. Um, or I've seen some people try to put the seats on their shoulders. And then as one person takes a step forward, it kind of pulls the other person forward. So if you can, it's always best to do it one person than two. Um, you know, it's, it's just the way the canoes were built to be designed. And with today's technology in canoes, we have canoes that are very, very lightweight. Um, we have, you know, some of our little tiny solo canoes go all the way down to, you know, mid-20-pound range. And probably our average weight of a canoe is probably maybe, I don't know, maybe 38 pounds, 40 pounds maximum. So quite often your backpack actually weighs more than the canoe does nowadays. He's Wes Lawson. I'm Bill Barty. We're the Outdoor Guys from Jesse Brown's here on the Carolina Outdoors with our guest Randy Mitson from Algonquin Outfitters. And we're talking canoeing in a special canoe park in Ontario, Algonquin Provincial Park. Beautiful natural lakes with portaging going on as well. But Randy, you got to talk to us. That's the work part, what you and Wes were just talking about, paddling and carrying that thing. Talk to us about our senses being awakened in Ontario with eyes, ears, uh, that being sunrises, sunsets, the night sky with no uh, light pollution out there. Um, Our ears, we get to hear the loons and the wolves, the wildlife. Uh, You've got it all up there. Can you speak uh, speak to us a little bit about that once we get into nature, truly into nature, what we get to enjoy? Yeah, I'm actually smiling here because you summarized it so well. Um, It's all the senses once you get, you know, away from the city and you get into wilderness and you kind of disconnect from that, that, you know, hourly grind that you're in every day at work and that and at home. It allows you just to, after a couple of days of being in the wilderness, just to relax. I mean, all the stresses just kind of melt away. You wake up to the morning sounds of the loons calling. And the sunrise and that, I always, uh, I always try to make sure I get up early to make sure that I get that morning mist on the lake. And uh, it's always just, you know, calm. And quite often the lakes are like glass in the morning and in the evening and that. So it's, it's a wonderful time to do it. And we have lots and lots of wildlife here. There's lots of people that come and, you know, they want to be able to experience our Canadian wildlife with the loons and the otters and the moose and that. Um, you know, it's something that's that's really, really special to us. And, and the more you get into the backcountry of Algonquin Park, the better chance you have of seeing those wildlife experiences that you have. And I'm I'm a big fan of, uh, of stargazing, too. So, you know, I used to work as a canoe trip guide. I'm, I'm now the marketing manager for Algonquin Outfitters. But I spent four years guiding canoe trips. And one of the things that I always made sure I did with my clients was after dinner and after the campfire, I always made sure that we went down to the shore and we looked up and, and saw the night sky. You know, a lot of uh, a lot of tourism places will say they're a five star resort or whatever. And I really think at Algonquin Park, we have we have a five billion star experience. You look up and you see that Milky Way and you lay there for a little while looking at the stars and you'll see almost every night you'll see meteorites. 
um, you know, burning up in the atmosphere. You'll see satellites passing overhead. Um, and just the experience of seeing a dark sky that is so brilliant is just amazing. Um, you know, after a couple of days in the, in the backcountry, it's just, you just relax so much better than you do at home. And you're like, oh, I just love this. This is the experience I'm looking for. Yeah, reconnecting with nature is one of those things that we are big advocates for. And we saw, you know, one of the positives of the pandemic has been more people rediscovering nature and the outdoors. Has that been the case for you as well? Are you seeing more people getting out into the park, using the trail systems, getting in canoes? Oh, most definitely. Um, you know, we've been in business for 60 years, and we have a long history of you know, customers coming back every year or every couple of years um, to go on a canoe trip with us. We have a long history of people coming up from the States and that and traveling from other countries here to experience Algonquin Park. And some of them, it's actually a generational experience. You know, their, their grandfather came here many years ago and, you know, eventually brought their, their parents or their, their father or mother to a trip, and then now they're bringing their children to it. So it's really great when we see that generational thing. We're also seeing a lot of new people, too, and, and we have to take a little bit of caution with that. Um, because there's a lot of people that, you know, they watch a couple of YouTube videos or they see some posts online and they're like, hey, I want to go do that. But they really don't have the experience or the knowledge to do it safely. So that's that's where we come into play. Um, you know, we're there to answer any questions and help them plan a safe trip. We can provide all the gear and everything um, to make sure that they have a wonderful experience. Something as simple as a proper canoe pack for your backpack versus a hiking pack that would get in the way of the yoke of the canoe. Um, just something as simple as that. We encourage all of our customers to always wear their life jackets so that they're safe on the water. And if they've never, ever done it before, we have lots of guided services that we do. Probably the simplest one, uh, we have a greenhorn service and a guide for a day service where one of our guides will, you know, spend part of the day or the first day with you, you know, explaining, you know, how to canoe, how to paddle all the safety precautions, and then once you get to your campsite, if, uh, if it's for the day, they'll actually help you set up the camp and everything and get your dinner going. And then after you've spent a day kind of learning that, you're able to just kind of repeat it again um, for the rest of the days of your trip. Something that we have left out, we said Natural Lake several times in Algonquin Provincial Park. So if you just didn't know that, that meant there's no uh, residential homes and development along any of these natural lakes. It's completely protected, as well as there aren't motorboats. They're all human-powered canoes, kayaks that are being utilized there on these lakes in Algonquin Provincial Park. Randy, I have a couple of questions I need to ask you before we sign off, um, because our listeners want to know this. Tell us about the fishing. What months are the good fishing versus when the fish go down deep and quit eating? And what about bugs? Yeah. <laughs> Let's tackle the bugs first. So uh, spring is kind of bug season. We have a black fly season that is usually the latter part of May to the beginning of June. Um, we're pretty much past the black fly season, and they weren't too bad this year at all. Uh, if you're not familiar with black flies, they're these little, tiny, almost invisible flies that you know travel in swarms, and they can bite you lots and lots and lots. So we usually encourage people not to come during that time period unless they've experienced the black flies before. Um, because it is something that you have to take precaution for and you have to wear a bug jacket and that to make sure that they, they stay off of you. But this time of year, you're only dealing with mosquitoes. Um, the nice thing is when you're out canoeing on the lake and that, 
Um, the mosquitoes like to be in the woods and marshy areas. They don't like to be out in the open. They have a hard problem flying around in, in windy conditions. So, you know, while you're canoeing, they don't tend to bother you. When you get to a campsite, we usually say if you don't like mosquitoes, then pick a windy point and uh, have a campfire in that. And just that little hour around sunset, you might have a few of them then. We've actually gotten to the point where, you know, you can buy bug jackets from us. Um, we provide all of our complete outfitting packages with bug spray. And our better outfitting packages, like our outfitting package, we even give you a little bug shelter, which is a, a fly with a mesh surrounding it to, to keep them away from there. So, you know, we're pretty much past the, the worst of the bug season for it. Sorry, what was your other question? The other one was just a check-in on fishing. We have a lot of anglers who listen oh, yeah. to the Carolina Outdoors. How's that look on those lakes? Yeah, so Algonquin has um, a highway that runs through it, Highway 60, which is where more people go to. It's pretty easy. You are actually allowed to have a motorboat in a lot of the, the lakes along the highway, but not beyond that. Um, so the biggest lake in Algonquin Park is called Lake Opiongo. Um, it's a quite large lake, and there's a lot of people that go there to go fishing. Um, I don't like to give away kind of my, my best fishing hole. You know, I tell people when they ask me, yeah, you know, my, my fishing hole is so remote, so deep in the woods that not even the fish can find it. Um, it's, uh, it's something that's uh, you know a little different for everybody. The lake trout is really, really popular. A lot of people come here for lake trout. Um, and we do have lake and brookies and that. Um, bass fishing is very good, too. And, of course, there's different seasons for that. Um, this year, the park was actually closed early on. Um, the trout season starts really, really early, and uh, we kind of missed the beginning of that this year because of the pandemic and being closed and that, but it's open now for it. Fantastic. And last but not least, we're going to send everybody over to the Twitter page, Facebook page, Instagram, YouTube. You're very active on all those social, social media sites but the website is alive and well with all the information to help make the contact ha happen. AlgonquinOutfitters.com as A-L-G-O-N-Q-U-I-N Outfitters. So Algonquin Outfitters, I think I got that right. I was reading it on the piece of paper. You did. <laughs> <laughs> Randy Mitson from Algonquin Outfitters, thanks for joining Wes Lawson and myself, Bill Barty, here on the Carolina Outdoors. Thank you very much. And off he goes, and off we go. We'll be back with more after this.